playing Man, it's been day. so long since we last recorded, Jordan. Feels like I haven't talked to you in like days or weeks or minutes. One of those. Several weeks ago. <laughs> uh, it's It has been a while. Um, so long. I surprised you a little bit with a purchase that I had made. Oh yeah, that long ago. And yeah, that was that was actually long yeah, ago. Yeah, it's it was it was quite a while ago. Uh, and that is actually, I think, th- uh, the one of the last pre-recordings that we did yeah. before the yep. podcast went up. It's only a couple minutes, and so I th- we're gonna enter it in uh, right now, um, just so folks can get caught up. And then we are going to continue on off of that point as there are new developments. Um, and so in the post edit, the listener is probably listening to some amazing transition, and then they are going to hear about the updates. I'm excited to share this with you. <laughs> Do you have any guesses on what my unexpected purchase might be? An unexpected purchase. Let's let's think about things that you buy unexpectedly. I'm just gonna spitball here. I'm gonna guess that it has something to do with Dungeons and Dragons. It could not be further from Dungeons and Dragons. Could not be further. Is it a motorcycle? It is a motorcycle. It is a motorcycle. Are you serious? It is. Yeah. What? Dude, get down to Utah and let's go riding together, man. Hang on, I'm trying to find the picture of it, and then I'll send, and then I'm, uh, I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> man, I'm pretty impressed with myself that I guessed that after two tries. I'm pretty. I didn't. I didn't think I was just doing that as a token <laughs> thing. I didn't think you were gonna guess that. that uh... Oh man. Okay, Honda Rebel. So it's not the most powerful thing in the world, mm-hmm. as you can see. It was super cheap, and it's. I'm using it as the bike to learn on. And then next spring, I can probably, once I know more, I can go get something more powerful. Okay. So it's only like 250 Cs or whatever it's called. CCs? So it's max, yeah. So it's max speed is 70. Okay, yeah. You said it's 250? uh, 250. Or 250 or 230 or something. What year, what year is it? 2004, 2006 or something like that. I was going to guess 2000. Uh, Yeah, 2004 Honda CMX 250. I'm looking, yep, I'm looking right at it. Let's see here. Okay. All right, all right. So this is a very, so this is a very customizable bike as far as um, aesthetics go. So you've got kind of a, kind of a hybrid cafe racer right there. I would call. I I know what that means. I would call it like a cafe racer slash cruiser hybrid okay. as far as body style. It's a good looking bike, man. If it it looks good, it feels super good. Oh. I so I didn't know how to drive manual. Mm-hmm. And so Dude, that's how I learned how to drive uh, manual too in a car is after yeah. learning how to ride a bike. That's funny. So I had to learn how to you know do both at the same time obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason why i was gonna wait but then my impatience got the best of me is i was just letting it sit in the show notes because i really wanted to get because the motorcycle permit place obviously isn't uh-huh. open right now so i took it out and i rode it twice yeah for a couple hours oh man and and i haven't uh-huh. touched it since then but uh, but i got the title like my insurance has has all the stuff as soon as i get the permit and my objective is as soon as they open i just walk it because i've already oh, nice. done all the practice tests and all that and so my objective is just to walk in and get the test take yeah. the test as soon as possible and have the permit sure. and then and then i can take my time at the endorsement i don't like right right i just want to ride it for fun man, that's for exciting man it's exciting stuff i don't know if this is like a big like a big ride kind of thing if it's max speed to 70 miles oh. an hour as far as taking it to, to Utah I mean, and taking it to idaho I'd still love to go on a ride with you, but like if if we're just going on a ride, we don't need to go fast. Like 
it's on i mean you'll i mean you'll learn as you ride more but at least for me yeah i've gone i think the highest i've gone the highest speed i've gone is like 30 miles an hour (laughs) that's all right man that's all right honestly my favorite part about riding motorcycles is feeling like feeling this like connection with the road and like on like really windy roads just like feeling you and the bike work together with the road to like move and flow along the road it's uh it's it's all about the turns and stuff. It's not about, it's not really about speed for me. It just, it does just, it feels good. Ugh, this bike looks what? so good as a bobber. I don't know what that is. So it, so just imagine the back seat of your bike and the red yep. fender underneath that. Imagine those just gone yep. and it's just your back tire. Oh, I'm looking it. at a picture right now. God. They've got a really popular thing to do with bobbers is to get this light tan leather seat and just have the back tire or a very small fender that just barely covers the tire and it looks so nice it looks sharp sharp oh i like it and like you were saying it feels oh, yeah. it feels good even if i'm going at slow speed it just oh, it, yeah. it feels awesome to ride and i'm trying to get through the um it's it's terrifying right now <laughs> whenever i have to come to a full stop because i'm like oh man who knows yeah I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to go again <laughs> oh man and I've told you, I've told you that I've spent a lot of time working on my motorcycle just out in the garage. Since we're talking about yeah. motorcycles, I got that up and going, and I've I put a ton of time into rebuilding the transmission and stuff. And I had to completely disassemble the clutch, which I was super nervous about. But I yeah. mean, as with as with the transmission, I just watched a couple of YouTube videos and read on some forums, and I got it all put back together, and it's it's so much fun, man. I've got my clutch real precise. It's really so you know when you squeeze the lever the, on the left, uh, the clutch. Or... Yeah, the clutch, the clutch lever. So there's that spot where you well, like you're letting go of it and you're waiting for it to engage with the with the gears to start going. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. So I've got mine set to where it's it's really uh, far trying to figure out how to explain this it's like the window for that like it's sensitive yes the window for that is very small and so once it starts going i just give it a ton of gas and just like let go and it's just like full power immediately and that's That's nice it is it's so good man it's so fun and my my two older boys are just like obsessed with motorcycles now because I have a working motorcycle. And that's awesome. Uh, so every time they see a motorcycle, look, dad, look, it's a motorcycle. Yes. Yes, I know. It's so cool, huh? <laughs> I've tried taking my older son out on a ride on it, but he's just, he's too afraid of it. But my younger son, he's always asking me, dad, let's go on a ride. Dad, ride your motorcycle. Dad, ride your motorcycle. So I took him out for just a little spin around the block tonight when we got back from fishing and that's just that's just something else man taking my kids out on a motorcycle that's <sighs> awesome. it's that is good stuff good for the soul <laughs> i can imagine yeah man man i'm so happy for you for getting a motorcycle i love motorcycles and i just want all my friends to have motorcycles because they're so fun i'm really happy for you as soon as i got on the bike i was like i gotta i gotta have a bike right <laughs> yeah heck yeah mainly i got i don't need to do anything grand to it immediately but i just want to get a couple like compartments for the back and Mm -hmm. on the sides like the saddlebags and and as much as i can the objective would be to use that for as much personal use as i can yeah Mm -hmm. and then my car is just my my business car right right 
And so that'll help with taxes and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Gas is also fantastic. Oh, so good, man. I filled up my tank on like 91 octane, $8, $8 Beautiful. from empty. My gas light was on. <laughs> this bike is not fancy enough to have a gas light. <laughs> Does it have a gauge? I get to... Nope, I just move the bike back and forth and kind of Okay, listen. yeah. So all, mine does have a light. It doesn't have a gauge, but it, it does have a little light that'll tell me when it's running low. So Got from it. there, I know that I have about 10 miles left, maybe, if I'm if I'm like running really consistently. The light comes on and you got to go. Yeah, it's pretty much a, if the light starts to come on, uh, my next stop should probably be a gas station. <laughs> So on mine, and he was he was explaining it to me, and he's got a tank of a of a he's got a big old two twenty five hundred Harley. Oh, twenty five hundred. Is that a does that sound like a unreasonable amount? I thought that's what he said. Uh... It's not, maybe it's it not, maybe 1500. It's not like unheard of, especially for Harley. It's, Would 1500 sound reasonable? 1500 sounds a lot more within, within a normal range. Okay. It, that's, that may have been what it was. Okay. Yeah. That sounds a little, a little more earthbound. <laughs> uh, t man, 2,500 cc's. That's like, you're talking about the size of a truck engine. Oh, really? That big. Yeah. I mean, there are bikes with engines that big. Like the original Indians, that's what they had. They had big, giant, eight-cylinder engines. Yeah. And they were ridiculous. And I, I honestly wouldn't put it past Harley to do something like that. Mm, right, right. You pause very nicely for me whenever you whenever you say something and so it makes things easier. You know, I'm just trying to help out. Yep. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> so I just wanted to I can I mean I can probably just attach this onto another show that we do. Sure. But I just wanted to get that get that out because it was exciting. Yeah, so. sure. My brother's excited. He has a bike. I think it'll be good all around. I'm excited to do rides with folks from all around. Yeah, man. Mostly just yeah, to ride it. It's just so um, fun. It's so good. It hurts to not have a right now. <laughs> Yeah, it really hurts when my car is broken down. I'm like, man, I have, I have a bike perfectly in, good in the driveway. Transportation, yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. And I called them, and I feel like if I would have been more persuasive, I could have gotten somewhere. Because I called the police department. I was like, hey, is there anywhere that I could just that uh -huh. I could take this bike? And she felt bad, but she was pretty much ah, uh, like, yeah. No. We have our whole research mm -hmm. district and like the mm -hmm. Hanford site up north of where I am. We have a high school and a college oh, right next to each other. Go. So we have a lot of parking lots and that's where mm -hmm. I was both of those times. And I took the back roads all uh -huh. the way to get up there. I just, I still don't want to like one of these days if I get super bored, I'm busy enough as it is that I'm not like sitting around bored just uh -huh. like, looking at the bike, but I just don't want to mess around with not having, not having my permits and a bunch of, with the buildings being closed, a bunch of unendorsed riders have already gotten in car crashes and, oh, really? and all that. I um, see. Yeah, like it's been big enough that it's been in the news, and, I and see. so I especially didn't do want to do it when I didn't have right. the title. Yeah, it's not as bad now that mm -hmm. I have a license put on my bike. <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just that makes a little more sense. I don't want to mess around too much with it. Yeah, so. man, Washington sounds a lot different than Utah because. When I first got my bike, I was just riding it everywhere. I probably didn't even have the endorsement on my license for like probably four or five months. And I was just riding around every day, everywhere, man. Yeah. I even got but, pulled over I mean, once. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I got pulled over by a cop and we can tell this story later. But it's at the end of the conversation, he was like, dude, just just quit being an idiot and go get your endorsement. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I think the next week I went and 
took all the tests and it took me like an afternoon but i walked i walked in and out of the dmv with the yeah. with a motorcycle endorsement so yeah i mean it's probably just mostly me and it was terrifying so i practiced in the parking lot i took my car and he took his he took the bike mm-hmm. up to the nearby parking lot and i was just going up and down the parking lot yeah. and then i bought the bike and the next morning i took it out or the next afternoon. And I didn't know of a very crucial concept that I was not aware of is if you stop the bike when you're not in neutral. Yeah. Rolling the bike uh, back and forth. Uh-huh. Makes it a lot easier to get it into neutral. Yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's just and a so little I, thing. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going down and I just had to cross one busy road. I just had to cross one busy uh-huh. road. I had to cross the stoplight yeah. to get back down and into the back streets. Uh-huh. And then I could take that all the way down to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I stopped the bike and I don't know what was happening in the research district, but there was just a line of like five police cars at the oh, stoplight. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey guys, uh, I have my license plate. You cannot see it, but uh, it's somewhere. <laughs> so I definitely didn't have the title or anything. Oh man. <laughs> And I tried starting the bike and it wouldn't like it, it gave out. Oh no. And so the light turns green for me. I'm not moving. I'm trying it. Obviously I'm trying to start my mm-hmm. bike and the police cars just drive on by <laughs> and I'm sitting there like crap, 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 crap. And the light turns red again. And then people are going, another police car passes me. The light turns green again for me. Two other police cars are pulling up to the what? stoplight. There were t- and I'm just sitting here like, oh my uh, god, the pressure's building. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's uh. building. And they left, and then and then luckily there was no one on the on the third. And I managed to get it going. <laughs> and I was like two minutes in, and I'm sweating. Yep, uh huh. So that was terrifying. And so that's probably the main reason why I don't want to take it out again. <laughs> I see. Because of that. And then I stopped the bike again. What happened was, is I was driving around the mm-hmm. parking lot, and I pulled in. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a small street. And then I, as soon as I get a, I get like ten feet in, I'm like, oh, this is a sidewalk. So it's complete. It's completely vacant right now and completely empty, uh-huh. obviously. Uh-huh. So it's not as concerning as it would be on like a a Monday midday thing. Right. <laughs> that would suck. And I sat there for probably thirty minutes because I didn't stop the bike in neutral, and I couldn't for the life uh. of me figure out it's supposed to turn green when it's neutral, yep. and it wasn't turning green. Mm-hmm. So I called. So I eventually called my brother, and he just gave me this nice little tip. He's like, "Just move the bike." Mm-hmm. And I moved the bike, and it was funny because actually the first time I moved the bike, and it's and it just started without being in neutral anyways oh really and so i was like oh i have even more to learn um yeah i think it was in first or something yeah how fast were you moving the bike it wasn't fast i mean he was surprised Devin was uh, surprised at it as well it didn't start easily but it but it, it got it turned over okay yeah because yeah, i mean that's that's essentially how you push start a bike or a or a manual car you just put it in first gear and you just move you just move it and the wheels will, it kind of works backwards. The wheels will turn the transmission, which turns the engine, which will turn it on instead of, oh, instead of how it's supposed to go in the reverse of that order. But yeah, I'm, that's, that is super surprising that, that you got it to go at just that speed. It only happened the one time and I stopped it because obviously I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to have this issue mm-hmm. again. So while I was in this empty parking lot, I stopped it and started it a bunch mm-hmm. of times. Right. And I never got to, I never got it to start again unless it was in neutral. Gotcha. And so I don't know what was happening with the initial time. But yeah, that is, that makes the whole process a lot easier as far as moving it to get it, get it in mm-hmm. neutral. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was down there, like I had taken my foot off the clutch and I was like using my hand to like pull it up and push it oh, down. Man. And then like, like a dentist, I'm trying to like push it halfway. <laughs> and then, so Good that times. was, uh, that was not, That's all right. but I'm excited for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's going to be a learning curve. You've experienced that already, but oh, yeah. little things like that go a long way to helping you learn 
other things. And for yeah. me, and I think, I hope you have this same experience is that you'll pick it up really fast and you'll gain a lot of confidence very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I was like, after that, I was taking it around the roads, you know, up there. And after that, I was just getting used to quickly going up and going down in mm-hmm. gears when I was like turning yeah, and yeah. all that and just going mm-hmm. through that process. I'm still definitely, my momentum like is still stopping completely when I'm changing gears as I'm going uh-huh. through the process, yeah. but I'm not having to fully stop the bike yeah. or anything. And I'm able to go through the whole turn uh i realize it's it's very easy to forget about the blinker i realized <laughs> yeah <on the> bike. uh-huh <laughs> and so i could i i can't get mad at any motorcycle anymore if they yeah. just put a blinker on yeah i see it all the time and i catch myself doing it too and it's just it's just a bike thing i guess man i i mean i also see why people just don't use their blinker on their bike yeah people get lazy and they just don't want to keep forgetting about yeah, it yeah i've gone through those phases too where i caught myself like a couple times within a couple of weeks with my blinker on and just fetching yeah so I just like fine i'm done i'm not using it anymore fine and so yeah. but you know that i use my blinker now for everybody out there that's <laughs> worried about me being a crazy driver everybody uses their blinker everybody here has their permit and their endorsement and everybody is driving their bike super legally <laughs> that's all our disclaimers yep yes except for okay. right. my the motorcycle endorsements in utah are actually split into smaller than 250 and bigger than 250 and my endorsement oh, really? my endorsement's only good for smaller than 250 and i can't imagine your bike is smaller than 250 it's 1400 ish <laughs> i was gonna say okay <laughs> so that's that is also on my to-do list is to uh go get the proper endorsement on my license you know priorities i've kind of ignored it like i'm trying to act like it's not there kind of thing Mm -hmm. but uh it almost sounds like there's more than just a written test for even just the permit now Hmm. in washington interesting um there's some kind of driving thing as well and i hope that's not the case because that is another barrier in between me and being able to ride around yeah that's weird if you've already taken riding tests and they i would think they should apply there so but i don't know i'm just saying like before in washington state it looked like all you needed to do was like a written test and you got the permit and then you could drive during the day oh okay and now it's sounding like you need to do a written and a some kind of driving thing for a permit that's kind of backwards man like Um, how do you how do you practice for the driving test if you can't ride it you know yeah i don't know i think that maybe they just really want you to take the class oh stupid yeah but uh but i'm hoping that's not the case i very well could have read it incorrectly all right that was all i that was all i had i just wanted to tell you i had a bike awesome congratulations man by the way that was a fantastic story Um, what was that this? I completely remember all of. So first of all, I'm, I'm kind of still <laughs> salty about you having actually guessed it. Yeah, it was my I, um, it was my second from guess, my though, token offer to to guess what my purchase was. <laughs> completely shot in the dark. I remember that. I was like, no, he couldn't have. No, no way. He wouldn't. There's no way he would. But yeah. It was a motorcycle, <laughs> and I got really excited. So it's been very enjoyable on my end, and yeah. there's discussions in that recording about me. Uh, I was waiting for the class because the, the schools were closed and everything with Woo-hoo! that. So it's been a month or two months or more since that time. So the class has been taken. The permit's gotten. Um, I'll be going here in <laughs> the beginning of September to go get the final test done for the endorsement. Woo! Feeling great, enjoying the bike, taking it out on the roads and the highways uh, all around town, um, hitting the, doing everything I can to always hit the max speed of the bike, which is a rocketing 66 miles an hour. And then just yesterday, my jacket came in.
feeling real real nice about that i didn't know you bought a jacket and it's just it's an awesome thing have i said that um, yet? i you might have i have hit the just the brick wall barrier of how long at one time i can ride on this uh-huh. dinky little honda rebel 250 <laughs> um so i might look into some mods or some some cheap seat cushions or something like that so that i can feel the lower <laughs> half of my body by the time i'm done riding <laughs> but yeah it is i love it man i love it so and much i just i love it i love i love love riding motorcycles so much but for me it's my hands my hands are always the the part that goes numb for me yeah on both bikes i i've owned really yeah it's my hands how long does it take um for it to get to that point it probably takes 20 minutes to start but it probably takes like to start getting full like rubber like rubber hand probably takes like 45 minutes and I'd only I'd have only ever gotten to that point yeah. once, uh, maybe twice. As far as you just don't, yeah, ride, just you never just don't ride the bike that yeah, long. Yeah, never ridden time, for or? that long. So the my first bike I owned, I can't remember if I actually talked about it in that pre-recording. It was actually a 250 as well, but it was a Ninja 250 bullet bike. So like a forward riding position. Yeah. There's a lot of weight, a lot of weight on my hands when it, when I rode that, and so that that's why yeah. my hands go numb is because there's more weight on my upper body when i ride i was still fairly new to riding and i just went i told maddie i was like hey i'm i just want to kind of go for a ride today she was like all right cool and so i just like rode all over southern uh, st george southern utah and yeah that was my first experience with like complete numb like rubber hands so that was exciting but then i wrecked that bike totaled it and then used the other guy's insurance money to buy the bike that i have now but i bought it in layton utah which is very far north that's that's near uh, salt lake isn't it yeah it's even north of salt lake so salt lake city proper like downtown salt lake city is about four hours from st george yeah ish layton is another hour ish north of salt lake so I bought this bike. Again, it's a it's not a bullet bike, but it's a really forward uh, riding position bike. Yeah. Um, not quite as forward as like a bullet bike, but still kind of a an aggressive seating position. And uh, I rode it not thankfully not all in one stretch, but I did ride it from. No, uh, it was basically one stretch. I rode it from Farmington all the way to St. George in one day. It took. It probably took like five and a half hours-ish, five hours, roundabouts there. As opposed to a cruiser, those type of seating positions, those aren't like, those aren't meant for long rides. Absolutely not. Is that right? No, absolutely not. Um, No, the bike I have now, it was built for drag races. So like not even a quarter of a mile in a race. So you're just like, you're on it, you're like going as fast as you can, and then you're done. That's what it was designed for. Yeah. Just like short rides. It's uh it's a it's supposed to be a Not fast a 6 hour thing. No, it's supposed to be a fast thrill ride and then get off and, you know, s- spare your spine, but uh, I rode this thing for yeah, like 5ish hours all the way home and uh, my lumbar spine had a lot of complaints with me for the next few days as it was uh, Yeah. as I was still learning how to stand up straight again for a couple of days so on a cruiser i 
probably unsurprisingly don't get anything with numb hands. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I will. I can, however, sympathize with you or empathize with you in the way that, like, on my pedal bike, everything is below me much more, and I do lean on my hands, and that is a huge, like, one of the major things that's, that yeah. stops, like, how long my ride is. My hand or, like, oh, the muscles under my yeah. thumb will just, like, give out, and uh, just from the weight that's put on it, and I've tried to change position or posture and yeah. everything like that. Thus far, it has not been successful. I'm sure it is me that's doing something wrong. Cause, <laughs> Definitely. You know, you get these people that can. My, I have friends' parents that'll just you know go 100 miles in a day. It uh, makes me sad. Yeah, but, that's, that's too much. You know, there's this whole thing that I've quickly learned from people that won't wave back at me when I'm going down the street. But I've learned <laughs> that there's this whole thing about like sport bikes, cruisers, and then like just just in their own mm-hmm. ball field. Like Harley's well, Harley a Harley's a, um, be a cruiser. Yeah, well, I just oh, as far see, as like their attitude. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about um, you're talking for the uninitiated. You're talking about the the biker wave where you drop your left hand down to wave. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I've yet to have a successful Harley wave back at me. Really? I, I am so sad about that. Really? That's amazing. That's fascinating. Sport bikes are usually nice nice folks. Other cruisers huh. and stuff. I mean, there's like there's this whole thing about between like sport bikes and cruise i could care less like i have not been on a sports bike i would be very surprised mm-hmm. if i have any desire to get a sports bike because as soon as i got the bike that i have now there was never any int- you know y- you know me like i mm-hmm. don't want to mm-hmm. go fast i i enjoy riding but my intention is com- in my mind completely mm-hmm. on the spectrum of a cruiser because yeah. i want it to be comfortable for a long time so i want the bikes that i look at way more frequently than i should are large mm-hmm cruiser bikes and you know for, yeah. for somebody that really enjoys driving as a way of relaxation and you know i and we'll get into yeah. this later yep, but i me. can i will happily just drive for hours and hours <laughs> getting on this getting on this cruiser mm-hmm. and getting none yeah. after 20 minutes half an hour <laughs> not suitable for me and especially if that's <laughs> happening to my hands on a, on a sports yeah. bike but that's why like the honda vtx or something you know something like that where yeah you know, i don't even have to like uh-huh. mess with my foot being out of peg i just have like a full foot pad for the lazy person <laughs> and i can just i'm just chilling yeah. i got a cup holder in front of me yeah wow and that's a throttle fancy. lock all that all that stuff that's that's the stuff that i have an mm-hmm. interest in because i want to go you know f- from here to utah mm-hmm. uh, yep. down to where you're at or from here to idaho falls so it's been a nice learning thing just as far as like the things that i like and i want to you know go down over the next couple of weeks after mm-hmm. i get my endorsement and i found i found the little strip mini strip mall in tri-cities as i was driving for uber this weekend i found the place that has uh-huh. a lot of the cruisers and the touring bikes that aren't harleys oh. um and so I was just yes. driving by and I just saw like the thing like victory on it. And I was like, oh, and I just pulled in. <laughs> um, and my Uber was like, my Uber rider's like, what are you doing? No, Get I didn't car. in the car with me. Um, but uh, so I was just, and it was looking really suspicious. So I eventually had to leave because it was one in the morning. Yeah. And I'm just this car with all of its lights on, just like pointing directly uh-huh. into the windows of this motorcycle shop, just looking at the bikes. But I like cruisers. Uh, I took the class. Uh-huh. When you're taking the class, uh-huh. obviously yeah, they yeah, want you to yeah. do a couple of specific things that you may or may not actually do when you are on the, you do the same thing with your car. <laughs> yeah. They teach you in the, uh-huh. they teach you when you're uh-huh. in the class that you have to do like a, a walk around of your car <laughs> yeah. before you start driving every time. 
and I would like to meet one person in the world that does. Yeah, I would like to <laughs> that meet still them does as well, because then, then I could treat them for psychiatric reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say that there are times I'll hear like their little voice in my head, like, this is sca- like there are no lights around here. Like, just like <laughs> do a little peek in the backseat yeah. before you get in <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. get ready to be choked. <laughs> So sometimes I'll sometimes I'll do that, but that's mm. more of a concern now. Now that I don't have a complete junker of a car. So uh, in here, it was the the process of stopping mm. the bike. They wanted you to to turn mm-hmm. the the kill switch first thing, mm-hmm. and then go into neutral, and then take your hands, yeah. and then turn the key. That was the order they wanted you to do. I think I don't mess with the kill switch anymore. So I put it in yeah. neutral either as I'm slowing down or when I'm fully stopped. I put it in neutral and I turn the key and I leave the kill switch where it is. And their their whole thing was like you you might like jump forward when you're reaching for the key. But there oh, are yeah, examples yeah. for that uh-huh. were when the key was like down on the engine on one of the sides mm-hmm. and it was on the same side that the clutch was on. Yeah. So in that case, yes, I mean it would be very uncomfortable to try to uh-huh. try to do that without you know, without Right doing something else first but mine is mine is right up where the gas is just in the middle of the bike i did that so that caused me a couple issues Uh as as far as you know i would i would forget and i would just do it in the in the wrong order and one of the other guys um where it's just one of those folks that Mm. just like their pride is just the most important thing to them and not being like called out and so he kept this is you know is this bigger guy and he just you know he'd been yeah. doing loops in like the mountains uh-huh. with his bike before the class and he was feeling all good about himself the teachers were calling him out for like going into neutral uh-huh. before turning off the bike and everything admittedly this is where the story could have ended if i had just you know not been an idiot these are the best kinds of stories he's he's to the point where like the teacher's tell, like telling him to leave or, or do the thing, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple other snide comments between the both of them are <laughs> happen after that. So it's like it's like at the edge, and the teacher mm-hmm. walks away for a moment, and I'm just behind the guy, like with my helmet and everything, and I just I just tell him like you're an idiot. <laughs> the rest the rest of the afternoon did not go well. <laughs> Um, but I'm, you know, he's, he's all huffy and puffy anyways. And then I'm sitting here like giving him this philosophical <laughs> lesson. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here telling him like, your pride's going to get you kicked out of this class. And, and you know, I'm not being helpful in the slightest. I'm not yeah. making, I'm not making helpful comments. Genius. But, uh, but man, did I want to do it anyways. <laughs> and so wow. this guy, this guy spends the next day and a half just trying to, trying to ruin my life and his, I mean, <laughs> It's not doing anything for me. It's just making like just making his life harder. Oh, isn't that fascinating? He was super salty, and at the end, I have to admit, like, I try to keep a non a not toxic mindset. Mm-hmm. But when there was a couple minutes when I thought that I had passed and he had not passed the class, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm ashamed <laughs> to share what I felt at the joy, at the just pure, <laughs> yeah. unfiltered joy. Yeah. You're you're human, buddy. Um, it, the guy had just explained the points of the test to us wrong, so we all, like everybody in the class passed. Oh. In the way that we had heard it, we thought points were bad, mm. but points were good. Oh. <laughs> so when he was when we were t- when he was telling us the points, like we're like some of us think we just did absolute garbage, and uh-huh. the others think like oh they did super well. Uh-huh. It was the exact opposite. <laughs> so, but wonderful. Everybody. Yeah, everybody passed the class, and I think it, in reality, I didn't have any place to shame on him or anything because me and him were maybe a point away from each other because we both did pretty poorly. <laughs> That's good to know. I had way more of an excuse though. Oh, so so I had one of their bikes the first day. Oh, that's right. And then I kept that, like you told me this. I had one of their bikes. They eventually made it clear that I 
somehow my bike magically showed up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I could use my bike. Oh, okay. So I used my bike throughout the whole class up until the beginning of the test. And as soon as the test starts, my bike just dies. Oh, um, oh man. And so I had already used one bike to learn a lot of the stuff on the first day. Yeah. I used my bike, which didn't even have its handlebars set correctly. <laughs> and so... I had my bike, which was making it harder for me to do turns and stuff. And then I was using a third but identical uh, Honda Rebel 250 uh-huh. to actually do the test. Uh-huh. But, you know, like every bike is different. Yeah. And the like I could immediately tell like the clutch, like friction zone yep. and the front brake yep. dead zone, like they were completely different. Yep. Uh, and it was way more sensitive than uh, than mine. And so I'm going around trying to and I asked them like when they pulled the bike, I was like, can I just do like a single loop? And they're like, nope. <laughs> like you are next and you need to go over there right now and do this. You do. Cool. For love. I went in and did it and everything went, everything went fine. The only thing I did wrong was when they were, it was like the stop and start thing. Oh yeah. I was trying to get used to the bike and I stopped so quickly that I didn't even pull the clutch in. So I just stopped and killed oh, the bike. Oh no. And then me and the teacher just sit there, sat there and stared at each other for a second. <laughs> That was fun. Anyways, the class got passed. Me and that other gentleman, who both of us probably have issues with pride, uh, since I felt the need to include myself <laughs> in the argument and never have to see each other again. My, my bike is dead. It's the end of class. My bike is dead. Oh, man. And I'm asking them because I'm just assuming, like, okay, I need to just jumpstart this thing. And they're saying, yeah, you can just jumpstart it like a car. And they don't have anything. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I will, I will get my way home and then I'll come get this bike later somehow mm-hmm. so I get home and I'm getting back and it's already become this whole thing about like all right now we got to get two cars back and all this stuff and then my brother asked me like why didn't you just like push start the push start the bike I was like this is the first time I've heard about this Devin. <laughs> you should have brought up told, told me about this earlier uh-huh. I was recording and the listeners will will probably have the same reaction as far as me not knowing how to push start the bike because in the recording that I ins that has been inserted at the beginning of this episode uh-huh. you explain you explain to me <laughs> How to jumpstart the bike. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot I told you how to do that. <laughs> you you go through it with me mm-hmm. on air and explain to me how to do it. Oh, man. And I just, I, as I was sitting there, like, editing and putting it all together, I was just like, no, I can't. <laughs> I have the, do I just take this out of the recording? I have the power. <laughs> Nobody would even have to know. <sighs> I know. I, did, I didn't do it. And it's just, oh, it was, it was bad. So... What should have just been maybe 30 seconds of me getting the bike going mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. just turned into this you know, this whole long process of, you know, whenever you have to involve somebody else to go oh, to a vehicle, yeah. it just becomes this process. Yeah, that's a pain. <sighs> My heart just, like, fell <laughs> as I was listening to you starting to describe it in the recording. Oh, that's so good. And here I was gonna—I was just gonna mention, I think in the recording that I that we did initially, I mentioned hesitation, hesitations about doing the class and i just wanted to go take the test uh-huh. i was glad that i went after the fact and took the classes i definitely mm-hmm. do not have the same mindset that i did yeah. previously well that's good uh i was already riding around town before that time but mm-hmm. my comfort after the fact is so much more as far as yeah. the bike uh, almost never dies and even if it does you know i can get it started again without the bike even stopping Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as far as doing it on hills and doing the sharp turns and yeah and the u-turns and everything it's just you know feeling a lot better about it so i i had to put that disclaimer on there that i was naive mm-hmm. when i said that previously about just taking the test yeah and i know a lot of people are in that situation where they just rode for a while but they're probably more skilled than i am who knows so i'll get the endorsement next month and then i just have this little 
this little uh, scooter of a bike. <laughs> Can you explain to me the difference between... So, it's the same engine size, is it, for a cruiser and a sport bike, but a sport bike has a higher max speed? Like, what? what's... Can you explain that to me a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah. Because, like, a 300cc bike can go... That can go much faster than a 300cc, like, cruiser. Yeah, so on on a bullet bike or a sport bike or whatever, the engine spins exponentially faster than a than like a, a cruiser or a harley and that's where all the power comes from okay. in a uh like in a harley for example i'll use harley as an example here harleys have ginormous engines like the smallest engine they have is like a 1200 uh yeah you might be able to get like an 800 like they go up to 18 and like 2000 cc's in engines and they just have gigantic cylinders that just pound the heck out of well, out of themselves they just there's so much power in each stroke of the engine that that's yeah. where the power comes from or that's where they get the power from in a cruiser and so brilliant engineers uh over in japan uh learned that hey we can just make the same size engine go 60 times faster and then we can push the whole machine uh you know a lot faster than this gigantic engine with a huge stroke the stroke meaning like how far the piston moves up and down uh when it compresses the fuel and then the fuel ignites and pushes the piston down. That distance is called the stroke. And so like a Harley, yeah. like my bike, and I think probably your bike is a long stroke engine where the RPMs don't really get up past like six or 7,000. Is that, is that about right on yeah, your bike? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, my red lines. I don't have an RPM meter on my car. Oh, I forgot you don't have a tachometer. Yeah, so the red line at mine is like 8,000 RPMs. But Got on it. like a, a Yamaha... R1 or uh, Suzuki Jixer, the RPMs don't even, like, you don't even get started until, like, 12,000 RPMs. And so, like, they're just Got it. zipping. And so they have a short stroke. They have the, the same amount of CCs, but the stroke of the piston is, like, tiny. And so it just zips around. The engine just zips around in circles and just gets so many more RPMs. That it just pushes all that power to the chain and then to the tire, and you just get way more speed out of it. So that's the difference. So like a, if it was like a sport bike that was a 250, mm-hmm. that thing would go, you know, well, well beyond the 70 miles an hour, where mine is only getting up to like 66 max. Yeah, my 250 Ninja was a sport bike, and I weigh a, a decent amount more than you. Even back then, I did. A decent amount. Yeah, how much? How much do you weigh? Two hundred. Oh, yeah. I I weighed at least thirty pounds more than you, and I could get up to. I was expecting like I was expecting like by by the noise that you were making, I was expecting you to say like three hundred pounds. Oh, I mean, I was like, okay, buddy, not that fat. (laughs) It took a while, but I could get that bike up to seventy-five miles an hour on a freeway okay yeah and that's, that's better than me i mean i'm i'm that that idiot just on the right hand lane on a motorcycle that for some reason is going slower than everybody else instead of faster than everybody yeah. else yeah that's all right that's all right yeah you said that your bike is a a sport bike with a cruiser engine yes one of the main engineers at harley started taking 
big, long-stroke Harley motors and put them on sport bike frames in his spare time in his garage. And then he split from Harley, made his own company called Buell American Motorcycles. And that's that's what I have. I have a Buell. But the engine is straight up Harley. I mean, you lift up the seat to change the oil. It's got a Harley logo right on the engine. It's a Harley. I mean, when you hear it, yeah. you think that's definitely a Harley Davidson motorcycle. But then I ride by and uh it looks like a sport bike without any fenders <laughs> it uh has no fenders or plastics on it which i like that would be very like yeah. disconcerting mm-hmm. i feel to yeah to i get that. that people and then see you ride past when i'm like going to a, a place where other people go <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry that was so vague but i'm not <laughs> But I'm not gonna change it. But I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> it's like fine. a grocery you gotta store. Keep things or vague sometimes, uh, you know? People will like follow me in, and they're like, "Oh, I thought you were intentionally <laughs> like keeping like you didn't want to share a location or something." Yeah, like yeah. I didn't have a that good example. Just, no, okay, uh, you were just literally. So okay. I'm glad that we wow, really fleshed that that's out. That's even better. People will say like, "Man, I thought I thought you'd be riding past on a on a big on a big fat hog or something, you know." But man, that that really threw me for a loop there. That you're zipping around on that thing. I have got that feedback before. It's like, have you seen those like little business cars or or whatever that have like the truck backing up? Oh yes, sound uh-huh. when they back up. Yeah, uh huh. That's what it. That's what it reminds me of. Like I've been in those situations where I hear uh-huh. what yeah, what yeah. sounds like a semi truck backing up, and what? we'll be in a church uh-huh. parking lot. And we're like, okay, this. Okay, <laughs> everybody, look around. We might be in danger. Yeah, and no, it's just it's just this guy's Prius. Just getting to where yes. he's going. Yes, it's so good. It's, Your, yours is probably a bit cooler than a Prius, but still, still unexpected. It's a heck of a lot funner. Yeah, that's for sure. So, I mean, if uh, Prius is probably not a good example because besides that truck backing up signal, uh, Prius certainly does not have the same uh, noise output that a your bike has. So, sure doesn't. As soon as I, uh, and I was very honest with my real estate person that I had been speaking to, in that I told him that not an insignificant reason that I now would like to go into real estate is because I need to continue to feed the new addiction. So, <laughs> motorcycle. And he was okay man. with that. So, if I told you about the my dream garage, was that in the pre-recording too? I don't think so. And if you know what, if it is, then it's just going to get edited out anyways. So. Cool. Let's waste our own time then. Sounds great. Yeah, one of my dreams when I'm rich and famous is to have just a collection of all my favorite motorcycles. And I'm going to have like a couple of Indians in there. We've talked about Indian motorcycles, a couple of Ducatis. Like my all-time favorite dream bike is a Ducati Monster 1200. I want one so bad. But also, like, Ducati makes a a sport bike called the Panigale, and it's not 1200. They're very specific to call it an 1199. It's not 1200 cc's. It's it's 1199 (laughs) cc's. But I want one of those. That's interesting. I wonder if there's some uh, if there's some tariff or something. Um, I know in the state of Utah, the motorcycle endorsement on your driver's license is split up from specifically three cc's to 659 cc's or 649 cc's, and then anything 650 and above Got it. is like the bigger the bigger endorsement or whatever. Uh, so yeah. So you have to. There's stuff like that that's already in place. 
Maybe something like that. Maybe something like that. Or maybe they're just flexing because they can do more with one less CC. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then, I, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I just want a fuel gauge on my bike. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Oh, I do have a dream. Like, my dream one is not merges my other interests together in that I want a furn like a furnished garage. Mm-hmm where I can pull in my motorcycles, but then I also have like a computer mm-hmm. station out there and that's where we play. Maybe that's where we get down yeah. to D is in that kind of open garage space. And there's like a game, you know, mm-hmm. a game area that's, that's yeah. going on over there. But, uh, but I can just roll mm-hmm. up in my motorcycle. Like in Tron. Remember, have you seen that movie Tron? I haven't seen Tron. He does. He just pulls his, he, yeah, fun fact, he rides a Ducati in that movie. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a special, like, uh, anniversary Ducati. It was based on, like, an older model from the 50s, I want to say. I forget the name of it. But they made this special, like, anniversary bike. They, they redid, like, the design of this older bike and made it. They put, like, the new te- the newest technology in it. And, uh, that's yeah, that's the bike he rides in that movie. And, he's, yeah, his awesome. his apartment is just a garage it's like he like lives he he lives in this like storage unit uh down by the docks or something and he just like oh my goodness yeah it's it's i mean it's so yeah it's really cool he just like pulls it in and parks it right behind his couch and like his 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 couch is there he's got his like living room set up and his bike's just like sitting there chilling behind his couch and i'm like gosh dang if i was a bachelor man (laughs) that would be my setup that (laughs) i know that would be my setup that is that just sounds so nice i introduced my uh my older two boys to that that movie a couple of weeks ago and they loved it that for that opening scene tron yeah that opening scene um he's riding around on that ducati and just zipping around they like that a lot and i like <laughs> it a lot too that just sounds that just sounds like yeah. the best just it's inside like you just get on and get like yeah oh yeah so nice yep. it's good i want to get like i'm i've never been motivated to work on cars but now i'm sitting there like oh, i gotta get uh-huh. i gotta get tools i gotta, like, yeah. I gotta learn about uh, like i want to get to bike tools and mm-hmm. learn about all this stuff and get a get a stand yes. so i can lift the uh-huh. tire up a bit yeah. money, 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 money 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 yep i know so jumping over this this weekend Oh yeah, I want to hear about this. When, when is like the most? Wait, not this weekend because this is you know days and weeks later than the last time we recorded. So that one weekend, all that oh, time for ago. Sure. Yes, 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 yes. Do you have like a natural time of the day that you it, you just have the best time studying? Like you just are naturally better able to sit down and and just get into it. Nope, sucks no matter what time I try. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, well. So for me, it is at night. I am I am a more productive person at night. I can't self-limit myself. I, I choose not to self-limit myself, but for <laughs> my whole life up to this very point, mornings have just yes. been black holes of unproductivity. Yeah, there's no such thing as a good morning. Well, like I can I can have a I mean, I can really enjoy my morning. But as far as uh, the night before, I will sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to get up at 8 a.m. and by 9 a.m. I'm going to be getting down on some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> a 10. That's, there's just there, 11. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Noon. And it's just, I don't feel there's no, I just don't get to it. And I don't want to get to it or anything like that. But it hits, you know, sun goes down and I'm just ready to, I'm just ready to go. Not every day. If I had that attitude every night, 
Um, I would be making a lot of money. But if I was going to get productive that day, yeah. it's going to be at night. Yeah. I was getting behind on on my intentions for the class mm-hmm. that I'm taking for real estate. And I have kind of a kind of a schedule on, on how far I'm trying to get, how quickly. Uh-huh. And on Wednesday, I'm sorry, on Thursday night, I realized that <laughs> because I'm a hermit and I just haven't been going outside, I realized that I was a complete day off oh, wow. this whole week. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I just, I think I told you guys, because we have our sessions yeah. for D&D on Thursday. And I think I mentioned like it t- it gave me my notification on my little to-do uh-huh. app to do some <laughs> session prep today uh, on Thursday. And I was like, what the, f- why? It was the other way around. So it was like, it was Wednesday Uh and I thought it was Tuesday. And so I was getting the notification. And so it was one of those nights and I just, I freaked out a little bit. You know, I'm stressed that I want to, I want to look as good as possible and I want to line everything up so that I have the best chance of of getting this, uh, this gig. And so I finally sit down and I've been putting off for a couple days doing this class. So I start studying at around 930 and around midnight, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty, like I'm close enough. Like I could just finish. Uh I have the equivalent of two classes that I have to take. And the first one was the longest one by about double the time and mm-hmm. i was sitting there like i could i could fit i could wrap this up you know tonight before i go to bed let's just do that and let's just get rolling on it and so here i am thinking mm-hmm. that it's going to be you know maybe 4 a.m when i finish up which i didn't have too much of a problem with and <laughs> so i'm going at it and it gets to four and then five and then six and at the end of the class there's just these cumulative tests because you have the the last section test and then at the you know since that was the end of the chapter then i had a chapter mm-hmm. test and then since I was yeah. the end of the chapter, I had the practice final test and then I had the actual final mm-hmm. test. And so I finished the stuff and then there was just a lot of tests to take at the end. And so I'm <laughs> I'm reaching. Oh, it was it was uh, Thursday night because I had racquetball on, uh, on Friday. So I text everybody at just some ridiculous hour that they've never heard from me from. And I send a group text out. I'm like, hey, call me and wake me up when you guys want to play racquetball because I will be asleep. And my other buddy who was getting up to go fishing at that time, he messages oh, back immediately like, what the, wow. what are you doing? What is going on? Um, the third friend who always is up late into the morning, um, he's like, he's like, oh, way to go, Jordan. So anyways, we get done messaging and it's about seven. I'm like, okay, an hour. And then I'm in bed. And so I take, you know, I take the practice test and I get onto the final and I'm convinced like whatever it takes to finish this uh-huh. class, like, I'm very objective based. So once I've kind of set, you know, a thing, I, you know, and, and then if I don't do it, then it's just a, it's yep. just shattering to me. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, trying to go through this stuff and it's just, I'm starting to hit those walls, <laughs> those barriers. And I get to the disclaimers for the final test and it's like way oh. more serious than I thought yeah. it was going to be. And like some states, this course test, not even the state licensing test, this test has to be proctored <laughs> and supervised. And I'm like, what the, what are you taught? And so I'm wow. like, the thing was, so then I had to, you know, then at eight in the morning and I haven't slept yet. I'm talking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like on the phone wow. with them, establishing what I can and can't do. And then I start the test and it's like, it's around eight thirty in the morning and I keep all these like big tests have been 50 yeah. questions. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. 50, you know, I'm, I'm used to it now. 50 questions. Let's Whee! do this. And I start the test and I can't, you can't stop once you start. Like if you close the browser for any reason and I load it up and it's 180 questions. <laughs> oh man, that. <laughs> And, um, and I'm sitting like, Oh, what have I like? Uh, I have made a huge mistake. (laughs) And so like every five minutes I'm like getting up and walking around. I'm like pacing around my room and I probably took half the test standing, lording over my desk. Uh And I, 
I get mm-hmm. done with my test and then after the test there was because I had to I had to log everything in for the certification yeah. and make sure that they were going to be able to send that to me oh and then I you know, had email for it since since I got the info, you know the certification I had to update folks and so I went to, I went to bed at at noon <laughs> um, and then I woke up for the woke up just in time to to do the D and D session. So in other words, I was very happy that I was not running <laughs> this this last uh, Thursday or several Thursdays ago. Definitely several, multiple, multiple Thursdays ago. 